Welcome to the King Pepper Snake Show with your host, King Pepper Snake himself, Harry J. Riley. Welcome to the King Pepper Snake Show. I'm your host, Harry J. Riley. Uh, this episode is for the week ending in October 30th or October 31st. Halloween! <laughs> I would have a special effect there, but I didn't put it into my little thing on my uh, computer, so too bad. Uh, for those who are just uh, getting into the podcast and you didn't listen to the first one, uh, what this podcast is about, I sit here, tell you about top movies of the week, top albums of the week, or songs, you know, and then we just talk a little bit about some some of the hot subjects that are on my mind. So don't, um, don't go thinking that you know, everything's going to be cold from uh, USA Today or anything. Uh, sometimes it might be uh, personal. Sometimes it might be local or national or intergalactic. You know, if I could find an intergalactic newspaper and I can get somebody to uh, translate it for me. I think there's a Rosetta Stone um, app somewhere that could, like translate Klingon to English. So, you know, uh, if you listen to the first episode, I hope you, uh, enjoyed it. You know, uh, I didn't realize it was going to be so, uh, short. Um, I didn't want to, I didn't want to overdo it, you know, on the first go around. And I think I, I, I kind of like the time length. I would like it to be about 30, 45 minutes, but you know, I can't guarantee that because I don't have uh, a set amount of uh, topics to talk about. I know I want to talk about top movies and then go into what's coming out this week and then talk about albums and music and stuff. But uh, after that, there's not really, there's not really a lot of uh, uh, organization, <laughs> I should say. There's a little bit of organization, but once it, once we're done with um, movies and music, it's not, uh, there's not a format to it. It's not like I got two or three topics to talk about. Maybe I should iron that out, uh, knock it out with like two topics or three topics, something like that. Just so, uh, just so there's a, a range in the time frame for the podcast. Uh, so without further ado, let's get in to box office news. Um, this past weekend was pretty sad for uh, for movies. Uh, number one, uh, Back with a Bullet, is The Martian, making uh, $15 million. Uh, I I was very surprised. I, uh, not because the movie's not a good movie. I haven't seen it, but... Uh, like I said last week, I haven't seen it, but I thought that the movie, because there was four new movies out uh, this past week, and none of them hit above number three. Uh, number two was Goosebumps. That was a great movie. Uh, if, you, if you got kids, you know, around around my kids' age, my kids 12, and you got kids around that age, man, you should go see that movie. 
uh, and number three was Bridge of Spies, and then you don't even get one of the new releases until number four with The Last Witch Hunter, which makes me think that people saw the other three movies and were like, man, all right, let's let's see the guy who was in those Furious movies. Um, it, it the the commercials, the advertising that they did for that movie was not good. It it looked like something that was that would have been straight to DVD if Dolph Lundgren was in it or something. <laughs> like if it was like if, if if it wasn't for who was in the movie, it would have went straight to uh, DVD. It would have been one of those movies while you're looking through uh, Netflix, your Netflix uh, queue. You're like, oh, this movie. It doesn't look too bad for a lazy Saturday um, evening or a lazy Sunday evening. Let me, let me check that out. Uh, Paranormal Activity, which usually does bank, you know, they those movies are, they film it really cheap and they, uh, they film it really cheap. They don't do any special effects until the last two minutes of the damn movie and then they make a crap ton of money. That was at number six. Hotel Transylvania beat Paranormal Activity, which tells me, that tells me that people are tired of the Paranormal Activity bullshit. You know, Paranormal Activity was uh, a revelation uh, when it first came out because small budget, no-name actors, and you can hear... You can hear every car that passes by my house. I need to get some uh, acoustic treatment uh, for my mic so you don't hear that shit. Um, hope that didn't bother you too much. Uh, but like I was saying, Paranormal Activity started out as a really great concept. If you're one of those low-budget filmmakers, that's your wet dream is to take a tiny budget, you know, uh, just some actors that you could get off Craigslist and just make a movie that makes bank. But the problem with it is that the formula doesn't really change that much. They they try different things. Like the third movie had uh, the oscillating fan that went um, back and forth, so you could you could build anticipation because when the camera um, panned, you never knew what was going to. Um, appear in the frame all of a sudden, so that build tension. And the fourth one did a lot of uh, did a lot of uh, um, playing around with webcams and stuff like that. So you had the the actor really close to the camera, and everything you know, and you could see a large amount of the background. So you at any moment, you know, some little white kid could just be in the back and spooking you the hell out. And that's what they were training on, but People got wise to paranormal activity, you know. There's only so many times you could do the same thing where it's like, oh, the first 30 minutes, all we're going to see is like a cup move or, or a blanket's missing or, oh, the butcher knife's gone. Oh, and then there's always one person in the movie who's like, there's nothing going on in this house. This is a great place to live. And it's like, nah, motherfucker, don't you see that things are moving and your kids got scratches on their faces? What, what the hell? We don't even have any pets. 
and your kids got scratches on their face and you're just like, ah, there's just an accident. There's not anything trying to murder us in our damn house. Get the fuck out of here. In a normal situation, as soon as shit starts moving on its own and you got video evidence, you're out. You're not sticking around to wait for this poltergeist to fucking nail you to a wall or something. Get the hell out of here. So I think people got used, people got uh, hip to that part of the movie. And they also got hip to the fact that the movie is actually about 15 minutes long. Every paranormal activity movie is 15 minutes, 20 minutes tops. Uh, what this should show is, oh, here's the people who live in the house. Here's the portrait. Here's the um, poltergeist here's, or the, the demon or whatever. Oh, and here's the weird cult family or whatever that's trying to steal your firstborn or eat your chicken strips, whatever. Whatever weird ass uh, storyline they got behind it that because... Uh, you can't really do too much narration in a movie like that. It's kind of hard to push the story forward, you know, without just being like, hey, this is a movie instead of people that are supposed to be filming every single instance of their life. So I think people just got tired of that, you know, and that's the problem with found footage uh, movies is that you got to have people suspend their belief. You got to have people... You got to have people, uh, uh, you have to have people that are going to go into the movie theater and go, all right, for the next hour and a half, I got to believe that there's people out there that are filming every single second of their life. And that's kind of, you know, after a while, that's kind of hard to do. That's why I thought um, this movie came out a couple years ago called Chronicle. It was a found footage film, just like, um, just like Paranormal Activity and stuff. But what it did was it's it it kind of spliced itself in between uh, a traditional film and found footage. So you could follow the story. You got what was going on. You didn't have to you didn't have to bank so much on uh, on tired found footage tropes. And at the same time, you can still bring a first-person type perspective to the storytelling. So that was I, I, I thought that was a really good bright spot for found footage movies. And I used to love found footage movies because I thought it was very unique and raw the way they showed it. But that's not the case anymore, man. And they need they either need to stop it, make a traditional paranormal activity movie, which is you know hard because paranormal activity is based on that type. Good gracious, you can hear everything. You hear that? There's not even an airport around this house. That's a jet. It's not an air that's not even a it's not an airport within twenty five, thirty miles of this place. I'm kind of embarrassed right now. There's a jetliner interrupting the damn podcast. It's probably JetBlue or some cheap-ass airline like that. Man, aren't all airlines cheap nowadays, though? All of them feel like just airborne greyhounds. They don't ever... It's never... You, you don't ever feel like, man, that money was worth it. <laughs> 
It's always like, man, I paid $400 to sit next to a funky motherfucker up for three hours? Man, that's ridiculous. I guess the only difference between Greyhound and uh, airlines now is that you get there faster. Only difference. Still smelly people. Somebody's still trying to steal your shit. All right, let's... Sorry. I'm a tangent. The movie that I wanted to see last week, uh, Steve Jobs uh, finished seventh with $7 million on a $30 million budget. I think it'll, it'll make its money, but I think people just got tired of... Um, we already had one movie about Steve Jobs. Steve, all right. I'm an Apple fan, and even I was looking at this movie like, why do I need another Steve Jobs movie? You know? There's only one Lincoln movie out there, and Lincoln freed fucking slaves. And you mean to tell me we got two Steve Jobs movies, and all he did was put a damn expensive supercomputer in my pocket? Come on now, you know I, you know, I get it. You know it. You know he, you know he kind of changed some things, but he didn't change more shit than Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> all right, let's go into uh, music. I think I'm gonna need some bumpers for this. I'm thinking I'm gonna have my kid um, record some some bumpers for when we go into these different segments. Uh, let me know um, what you think um, via Twitter or Facebook. Uh, King Pepper Snake Show. Twitter is uh, just uh, at King Pepper Snake. Or you can email us at, or me. It's not us. There's nobody else sitting here. And you think. If he had an audio engineer, he would let me record, but there was a fucking airborne greyhound flying around. No, he would do something better. I don't have an engineering degree. This is the best I could do. I bought this blue snowball microphone secondhand from Guitar Center for like 30 bucks. What the fuck you want from me? And there we go. I live next to a landscaping uh, business. So there's a lot of big trucks and stuff that goes by. And I never even uh, noticed it until um, I started thinking about recording a podcast. And then uh, where my desk is situated, it's right next to the windows. Which when you're playing video games and stuff, doesn't really uh, doesn't really matter. But for some, but through these headphones, I can hear everything. And now it's starting to bug me. Um, but let's go to music. I'm gonna make my own bumper right now. And music, music, music going in your ears. Number one this week, and my daughter would love this, is Pentatonics. Pentatonics, Pentatonics. Uh, that's the name of the album, is Pentatonics, by the band Pentatonics. And they're, um, they're an acapella group. And uh, my daughter's always playing them and stuff. And I like, you know, sound good. Uh, but she's really into them. She's really into acapella stuff. And I think it's because she hasn't found a way to record her voice. Man, it took us a year to figure out how to connect microphones and stuff to her Dell computer that she had before she sat on it. I think she sat on it and broke the damn thing. Uh and we tried audacity and everything. It, it was a big, it was a big damn mess. Um, 
But pentatonics is number one, man, which is surprising. I didn't know they were that big. And um, at number two is Confident by Demi Lovato. I, um, people have been telling me that she's been around for a little bit. Um, she had like an eating disorder and stuff, and that's why she's, uh, that's why she stayed in the news. Because I, I heard about her before I even heard her music. I was like, who the hell is that? Is that like a 16 and pregnant person who got faint, you know, who had a singing voice or something? But, um, I haven't heard anything off of her uh, new album. So I can't tell you much about that. And then number three is Beauty Behind the Madness by The Weeknd. I have heard that one. And that shit's tight, son. And let me see. For the white folks, we should probably find uh, something for you guys. That, oh, 1989 by um, Taylor Swift. Is that number nine? I guess that will help. General Admission by Machine Gun Kelly's at number four. He's a white dude. He's a white rapper. Enjoy that. I just don't know. I'm using the Billboard uh, 200, so that's what's happening um, with the Billboard 200. Uh, if you want us to, let's let's go to um country. Let's go to country. Let's go to country. Let's get everybody up in this shit. Hot country song, Strip It Down by Luke Bryan. There you go. My daughter got a couple of his uh, songs on her um, iPod, so it's not bad. I don't even, I don't mind country music. People, people get all weird about that type of stuff. Oh, country music, all they sing about is dolls and trucks. I don't give a fuck about that. You know, as long as it's good music, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll listen to it. Um, it's not something that I go out and, uh, and, um, like I'm not, I'm not an active participant in country music, is what I should say. I'm, I'm an act, I'm an active participant in a uh, hip hop or R and B or uh, or like alternative music, but not so much uh, country. So that's why I stick to the uh, Billboard 200 because it gives us a nice list of almost everything that's popping as far as music, and pentatonics is what's popping right now. All right, let's get into um the segment that I should probably put a name behind. Shit, excuse me, probably should put a name behind this, but I won't. Um, we had the GOP debates. Uh, I didn't watch it because I don't watch that shit. Uh, I don't. I don't like debates in the first place because it's not really real debates it's not really a, a re, uh it's not really in the traditional aspect of a debate where people are trying to what what a debate what you're trying to do is you're trying to get both sides of the argument and common sense should dictate that out of the two arguments that you get or out of the many arguments that you get that you can boil it down and get as close to the truth as possible to get like a fair assessment of what's going on and debates uh, just don't do that. You know, it's a bunch of grandstanding and a bunch of rhetoric and stuff like that, that I, you know, that I personally don't want to hear. So 
you know, I don't, I don't really give a shit about that. Uh, ramping up for my uh, CD taping. I don't want to even call it a CD taping because nobody even buys CDs, CDs anymore. I got a big ass box of uh, CDs from my last album that probably will not go, will go unsold. I mean, I bought a hundred of them and I think there's still like 70 of them in there. Um, I don't know if that tells you that I'm not doing too many shows or that when I, when I am performing, that I don't even try to sell them, that I'm just like, mm, you won't buy them. Even though damn near every car on the planet has a CD player. But I, I just feel like nobody's buying CDs because people are like, man, I, I got everything on my phone. Everything's in the cloud. All my music in, is in space. Why do I need your fucking, why don't you tap your album out on a damn stone tablet? Fucking Neanderthal. Uh, so I, I want to call it just a comedy album taping, you know, which is also... Uh, damn old timey saying, you know, I'm not taping anything. I'm not using any tape. If I use any tape, it'll probably be to stick a mic somewhere. Um, I'm going to be um, producing it myself and uh, hopefully uh, it'll sound decent. That's why we got two nights to knock it out. Um, I might get, uh, I might get some help, you know, just to try to find out, you know, what I should be doing, settings, things like that. Uh, man, it is hard to find information on the internet about doing recordings of live stuff. It's uh, it's pretty hard to do to to uh, to find because I, I I was on Google and I was trying to find uh, how to record a live performance. Wasn't anything didn't find anything worth anything. So I, I, I don't, so everything that I'm doing is just based on, uh, little tidbits I picked up from seeing other people record their, uh, their albums and stuff. Uh, I wish I had the money or I wish I had the money to get professionals to come in and, um, and do it. So that way I don't have to worry about nothing but uh, the performance, but I don't really have the money. And I feel like, uh, because the album that I recorded last, the one that I sell currently is from 2012. And most of those jokes I don't even do anymore, which sounds really good when you're sitting on stage and you're like, hey, you know, you can buy my album. These jokes, I don't even do, but you can check them out if you want. And, and people are like, well, you know, I, I don't know if that's a selling point or not a selling point. So I don't really, I don't, you know, I don't, I need another uh, album out there. So, and I feel like a lot happened during those three years and I got enough material that I can put out an album that's even better than this one here. And I think that's what, uh, I think that's what uh, you should be doing as an artist is, always trying to do more and more stuff, you know, more stuff, but better than what you previously did. So that's why I'm recording this album. I'm going to be doing it at uh, the only comedy club in Spokane, Uncle D's Comedy Underground. I usually don't like saying the underground part because it's upstairs. 
So, you know, it, it sounds kind of stupid. But uh, that's, you know, that's that. Uh, got a, I, I did get professional help with the, with the flyer. I, I got a, I got a guy who, uh, who does that for a living. He does album covers and stuff. So I had him make me a flyer and he was, and his question was, what do you want on it? And I knew what I want, wanted on the album. I wanted a unicorn. I wanted to be on a unicorn. I wanted a volcano in the back. You know, just, I, I, I know when you're hearing this, you're like, man, that sounds fucking ridiculous. But this is how, this is how I see uh, advertising. Everybody, everybody on social media has already seen the, the, the flyers and the posters where it's a picture of somebody and another picture of other comedians and that's it and the information. So I think people just look at it, they see the pictures and they just keep it moving. But what I wanted to do is I wanted to make something that that draws your eye to it and you want and you know and you want to know what's going on with this ridiculousness, you know. And I and that's why that's why I kind of like uh, flyers and posters that are kind of weirdly done that has weird artwork in it or um, bad Photoshop. You know, I, I think a lot of people like a lot of perfect, you know, man, I've had this conversation with a lot of comedians who are like, man, you know, that tells that shows people that your show is not going to be um, something they want to see because you didn't put the work in on the, the poster front so why should I list so why should I come pay money to come see you tell jokes you know your are your jokes as shoddy as your photoshop and I'm like well first of all if it's just a normal here's my here's a picture of my face here's a picture of, of other people's faces what that's not really saying that don't, that people are looking at that and going I want to be a part of that any more than having a a kangaroo with your face on it, you know, as a flyer, you know, which is something that I did. And, um, it's a terrible looking cover. It's a terrible looking poster, but it, you know, it's, it's better than nothing. You know, it's better than not having anything to have people, uh, associate, uh, your show. Um, you know, to have like a flyer and your face associated with a comedy show that's happening in the near future. And I think that's what, and I, and I think it served that purpose. I mean, I have seen, I have seen terrible Photoshop that was unintentionally terrible, you know, and I have seen professional flyers that had just way too much shit. Like they, they got nine comics on the, on the bill and they got all their pictures all over the place and nobody really knows. And the headliners pictures like at the bottom and it's slightly bigger than the other ones. So they think, Oh, everybody knows that, uh, he's the headliner, but not really. People are going to probably associate the top picture with the headliner. So it's, you know, it's, it's, it's not an exact science. And that's what I try to tell people when I show them my ridiculous, posters and stuff. That's why I also got a professional to do it. So that way 
people would just look at their the how silly it is instead of going, man, he he got all these colors that are clashing and he didn't really and the wording is, you know, not centered and everything. I just said, man, I get a professional to format it right. Um, the the guy's name I don't even know his damn name. We did everything by email, but uh, he's on Facebook at Ridiculous Concepts, and uh, he spelled ridiculous. It's red ridiculous, and there's a K in it as well. So uh, just start typing out re red dick. So R E D I K and Lus Concepts, and he does a lot of uh album cover art and stuff and when i told him i wanted to be on a unicorn and stuff i thought he would be like man i can't do that but he was just like oh just send me um a picture and information and i'll knock the rest out and i was like shit dude you got a you got a customer for life then if you can just knock out any silliness that i got in my head then you know we're gonna be working just fine uh i also wanted to make sure that I got a professional to do it because when I tend to want to make a flyer or a poster, I procrastinate about it because I'm not too good at it. And so I end up, I end up freaking, uh, I end up freaking putting it off, putting it off, putting it off until like two weeks before the show. And that's, that's a pet peeve of mine. If you're going to, if you're going to, uh, if you're going to put on a, a show that you think is a special event or something like my, uh, comedy album I consider it a special event I want as many people there as possible I gotta get the word out as soon as possible and people start planning their weekends or things that they want to do you know pretty close to uh when they're gonna do it you know so say somebody's going out to the movies and it's just like oh I'm, I want to go see that movie they're probably planning out a week or two ahead of time so if i put out my um flat my information trying to promote a show two weeks before it happens i just kind of shot myself in the foot by not um taking advantage of a longer lead time up so that's why i try to do it between six weeks to a month before the show and if it's a slow build at first you know i put the, i put the artwork out there start letting people know about it you know, just, you know, just hitting them up. And then I start wrapping up at the two-week mark. So it's already out there. And I try to stagger it enough that, you know, it it hits as many people as possible that's on my social media um, stuff. Um, because, like, with Facebook, you don't, when you put out something, not everybody on your friends list is going to get that at the same time. Some, you know, uh, that's not how the timeline works. So if you put it out, uh, put it out Monday, then I put it out again Thursday. But that means that you can, it, like a shotgun effect, it, you can scatter it out and try to hit as many people as possible. So that's what I try to do. And then uh, two weeks in, I just start, you know, not bombarding people with it. I'm not putting it up, you know, two, three times a day. But I am putting it up like every other day or every day. And, you know, just, you know, just getting it out there that this is what's um, about to go down. Please come out. And uh, so far, that seems to have worked. You know, everybody who wants 
to come will come. You're not going to look if you, you know, advertising is it only works to people who want to do something. You know, you can't you're not going to make somebody who doesn't like comedy, doesn't like going out to just be like, oh, there's a show. I'm, I'm a goat. You know, so don't worry about those people. Worry about the people who want to come see your shit, you know. So that's what I try to do is I, I try to cater to the people who would want to see me stand up on stage for an hour and tell jokes. I'm not going to worry about, you know, people who I know will never come to a show, but they're always like after the show's done, like, oh, man, I wish I would have came out. No, you would have never came out. You just, you know, you're just grandstanding. So that's what I try to do. Uh Hopefully it's a it's a good uh, album. Uh, I think I got some good shit written up for it, so hopefully it turns out well. Uh, you can uh, you can check out the fly if you want. To. I didn't put it on uh, the King Pepper Snake shows uh, Facebook um, page, but you can find it on on the Harry J. Riley Funny Person Facebook page. I haven't even put it up on uh, Twitter yet because I don't even really have a Twitter following. So I got like 250 followers and like most of them are just uh, people who wanted me to follow them. So they followed me and they're probably going to unfollow me once I follow them. So, you know, so uh, I still put things up on Twitter. It's just it's just not a, as big of a priority for me as uh, Facebook is. Uh we're almost at the 35 minute mark. I don't think I have anything else. These goddamn trucks keep passing by. I hope you um enjoyed the podcast. If you if you did, please keep um listening. Please subscribe. We're on iTunes now. We're on Stitcher. Um and any other pod catches. Um I'm gonna research, look it up, and uh get it submitted. Um Please subscribe on iTunes if that's what you do or SoundCloud. You know, please keep uh, checking it out. Follow me on SoundCloud. Uh, I would love to uh, hear your feedback. So um, hit me up on Facebook at the King Pepper Snake Show. Uh, you could leave a message there. I got a message from somebody who listened who uh, wanted to know about the synopsis of uh, plot summaries of uh, the movies that are coming out, which we didn't even talk about uh, this week because I was rambling on and on. But don't worry, next week we'll talk about uh, James Bond and what's coming out for the week of, uh, what's coming out for November 6th. So that's it for the King Pepper Snake Show. Hopefully you enjoy. And I'll see you next week, baby. Baby. Thanks for listening to the King Pepper Snake Show. Please visit us on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, don't eat the yellow snow. Bye.